Falls in silence, shut the fuck up, this show is about to be <laughs> up guys we're back for another episode what is happening what is new nothing's happening on our parks of fucking covid <laughs> how are you amy i'm good gabs how are you i'm all right we've got a really exciting guest on today my childhood best friend friends from fetus <laughs> ailey galloway ailey <laughs> say hi girl hi <laughs> ailey sounds english because she goes to oxford now that is not fair <laughs> she's from glasgow I am actually from Glasgow. I didn't lose the accent on purpose. I had to adapt <laughs> to survive. So, How are you today, Ellie? I'm good. Just went and got my booster jab. So hopefully I don't get wiped out by it or anything. And I was queuing for fucking ages. <laughs> but we won't talk about it. We'll move on. We're glad, yeah. we're glad we got it. So yeah, we moved past it's over it now. now. We wanted to bring Ellie on today because Ellie is half Japanese, half Scottish and... We have lived around the corner from each other for... Mm, our whole lives. Our whole lives yeah. <laughs> the whole life, yeah. We've pretty much grown up together. Um, mums are good friends. We went to baby yoga together. Yeah. That's how they met. Aww. Back in the day. Back, back in, in the day. day. And like, yeah, I've just seen Ailey grow up into this gorgeous, young, intelligent, <laughs> sexy bitch who went to Oxford to study Japanese. Yes. and then i went and visited her in japan for christmas literally just before COVID. that was the most iconic trip like yeah. you're the only person that came out to visit and it was the best timing possible because yeah. after that i mean no one did anything yeah, no one could come because we were like oh yeah i'll see you in june come back to japan and then a month later it was like yeah <laughs> never mind. oh my god oh my i mean that was supposed yeah. to come you were supposed to come back yeah i was i was gonna come back i saved up all my pennies and then covid hit that was very sad but i mind when i came out and the first thing oh I said to you when we met up, I was like, what the fuck is up with your voice? She sounded so posh. Like, <laughs> right, she sounded you, you, so English. She was like, oh my God, man, that's so pink. Okay, nah, hang on, hang on. Oh, that man. is a complete... Bro, where's my backing? <laughs> that is a complete exaggeration. For the record, I've never, ever said... Raw, where's my baggy? <laughs> but nah, yeah. I mean, everyone I was with was from Oxford or like international students. So everyone just has that sort of like well spoken twang to their voice. So. But then after you hung out with me for a bit, your accent. Yeah, and then everyone was like, what the fuck's going yeah, on? Here? All of our pals were like, you sound so Scottish. Exactly. But, but yeah, yeah, I used to get that. See, when I went to toronto i lived with toronto, toronto. <laughs> it's happening to me i i genuinely get it where like i hang out with people their accent yeah. rubs off on me well i just copy people around yeah. me that's the thing and i think that's something that like you know when you grow up with other accents or languages and stuff in the house like i think is something that's really influenced me because like i just copy people around me because i think that i'm supposed to try and sound like them oh. so whether it's when i'm in Oxford or whether I'm in Japan or just people here as well I'll just mimic it and then yeah. like you know I'll go somewhere first week I sound different and then I'll assimilate and then I'll come back and then it's weird and then I assimilate back and it's just like jumping between all these different things but yeah that's so interesting so <laughs> she's a well, cool girl I, oh, thank just, you. <laughs> I lived with um one of my flatmates and she was American and she was from like um New York was but she was Toronto? like Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, yeah. Um. Anyway, so she, she just rubbed off on me so much. Like I was saying stuff like, "What was it I used to say, bruh, bruh?" <laughs> oh my oh. god, that's horrendous. Thank God you didn't come back with that. Well, see, that's the thing. I thought I would, and then like I came back, and obviously it was lockdown, so I didn't see that many yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. But like even like on Facetime and stuff, I wouldn't say that. And then that's because you would get annihilated. <laughs> you're like, "What's up, bruh?" <laughs> but then like I went and saw her no we spoke it's like how to lose all your friends <laughs> over lockdown be American <laughs> and then I spoke to her on FaceTime and I and I started saying bruh again so I was like it's just her that brings it out yeah. bruh it's just it genuinely is just dependent on like the audience yeah that's what it is definitely like, that's what I do to adapt myself so well to be honest we've kind of come on to the topic now yeah. about adapting yourself because we wanted to bring you on here today, Ailey, even though you already know this, but for the sake of our listeners, we wanted to bring you on here because I wanted to, we wanted to talk about like 
growing up half Japanese, half Scottish yeah. in Scotland and the cultural differences yeah. like in school, growing mm-hmm. up as a young person and then obviously like, the differences when like you got home and then when you went on your year abroad to Japan mm-hmm. when you went to Kobe, which was so cool, man. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it so much. Aww. And then like, because you, you had like, people insulted you. Like you had yeah. racial, like not attacks, what's the word? Like you were yeah. racially insulted. yeah. Yeah, the experience growing up like mixed race, and I think that this is something that is completely individual to each person. Like every person who has different, you know, na- like nationalities and ethnicities and stuff at home, or even like religions to some extent, like will have this sort of dilemma. I feel so obviously this is just like my personal experience, but like yeah, just like growing up in Scotland, half Japanese, not having very many Japanese, if any, like East Asian specifically people around me has just kind of, I suppose, it's been an interesting experience to sort of grow up and realize the sort of things that perhaps when I was younger, I didn't think much about. And then I grew up and realized like, oh, that was kind of like a microaggression of racism, like in the UK or in Scotland. And then going to Japan and sort of seeing the flip side of that, because obviously then being Western, but also being Japanese out there has its like difficulties and implications. And I mean, I have quite a lot of like half Japanese friends now, mm-hmm. but I really didn't when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I mean, one of my really good friends at university now, she's half Japanese, half French. And I remember when I met her for the first time and she told me that she was half French and half Japanese. I was like, there's other combinations. Like <laughs> I remember, like, as in it sounds so stupid. I look back at it and I'm like, obviously the like, of course there are. But like, I remember meeting her and just being so, surprise there are other people mm-hmm. like me and then you talk about like oh does your mom do this does your dad do that and it's like, oh yeah me too and then you realize that there are other people that have had like a similar cultural upbringing to you but I just never met them until I was like 18 yeah. and I think or very few people at least until that point and I think that like looking back at it now there's lots of things I realize about the way I grew up and things that happened and also just like see it around me now and I'm like more aware of people mm-hmm. who are probably going through that type of situation yeah. so see when you were at school yeah what was that like because you were one of the only Asian kids in my school I went to a very predominantly white school I would say mm-hmm. and how was that like growing up well there? and also like on your because you were there from primary one yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, we're supposed to go to the same yeah, school no, but it never happened it never happened no, don't talk wow. about it it makes us sad <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah what like, could have been from like um, day one do you remember like when you first went yeah. in did you I mean I remember like specific things like one time in my in P1 I remember my teacher she was so excited that like there was this like Japanese kid in the class and my mum used to make me these things called like bento boxes and mum used to like cook me a breakfast and like a lunch and stuff every day and pack me off to school my wee lunchbox and my yeah. Hello Kitty rucksack right <laughs> like little Japanese schoolgirl off to school and I used to love it and then I remember my teacher was oh this is so cool like you know because obviously she'd never seen them like this so she wanted to like take photos of my lunches and stuff and like mm-hmm. she put some photos on the classroom wall and things and I remember feeling like dead chuffed about this because like oh like my mom is doing bits of my lunch like look at this and everyone else was like what's wrong with that like why is your food smell like what are you eating like you know I mean to to like when I look at it now it's just a complete lack of exposure Mm -hmm, but those children you know made me feel so insecure about what I was bringing to school that like I remember basically going home I can't remember when it was at some point but I had a huge argument with my mum being like why can't you just make me sandwiches like why can't you just make me food that everyone else gets and then like as I went through school into high school I think the amount of Japanese things I would bring or do in school sort of like sort of decreased and I would try more and more to be basically like everyone else because I didn't want to stand out and be different and then obviously like there's that point you know in like early high school when everyone's now thinking about boys and boys are thinking about girls and thinking about like oh what makes you attractive and, what and boobs you... yeah boobs it's like oh like what, what do you wear like for this party or whatever like going to instagram like screenshotting outfits and asking yeah. people to borrow them and stuff but like there was that period when I, that's when i think i started to realize like oh i look different from other people because i remember like the cut crease the eye like the eyeshadow cut crease thing <laughs> i remember sitting in my room for hours watching youtube videos about how to do cut crease on my eyelid now that's not possible. I do not have eyelids that are shaped like uh-huh. that. I remember being so upset 
and annoyed that like I could never do this style of makeup which made all the popular pretty girls look really pretty at parties and then I remember just like typing in like how to do cut crease on Asian eyes and then just realizing that like that just doesn't exist I it's remember not a thing. when you told me you wanted to get a uh, double eye surgery I look back at that now obviously I'm like that's just stupid but like, it's because you're so influenced well yeah because I mean I think that's one thing that I never thought about again at the time but I look back and now and it's like I did not have people around me i.e like on social media or like on tv or just around me in person that looked like me and that like had the same sort of I suppose like difficulties about like makeup or like what to wear or like Mm. even like for example my hair is so thick right because I'm Japanese I have Japanese hair and you know all the girls in school would have like French braids and stuff and they're like really tight against their hair I just can't do that because my hair is so thick it will always be like more voluminous Mm -hmm. but like I remember going to like DV even everyone's like braiding their hair and I'm like I can't like do it like that and if I do do it it just gets really puffy and doesn't look cute and just it's just like stuff like that that I mean at the time I didn't realize was just me looking I was obviously looking for like what my alternative was and I feel like now I know what that is so I don't feel or struggle with that at all but it was just like a kind of a difficult period to like navigate and like come to that conclusion that like oh people do have different shaped eyes and that's not a bad thing it's just the realities that's the combination that people have got so yeah that's kind of and how was it like at home so like yeah was it difficult going home and obviously so I mean obviously like so my mum is the one that's Japanese my dad's the one that's Scottish and like I've also always grown up in a house where it's normal for a one parent to speak another language like you as well Gabriel mm. with your mum in French like if I come in the house and my mum says to me in Japanese like this is what's for dinner we're, go- we're leaving in 10 minutes whatever I don't even batter an eyelid like even when I was younger I didn't really speak that much Japanese because mm-hmm. again because I didn't want to be different from other people I basically stopped trying so hard with that part of myself and like you know she's speaking Japanese to me and I replied English and that was like a completely normal way of communication but like my mates would come around or they, my mum picked me up from school or whatever and it's like people look at you like what what like why she's speaking to you in a different language but you're replying in English how is that how, how is that happening um and one of my best friends that I made in primary school who's still one of my best friends now she's Chinese and I remember when I went around to her house I'd always feel really comfortable because even though I don't understand Cantonese at all I was just really comfortable with the fact that there were other people who would like go home and like their home culture in life would be very different to their school culture in life and I guess like I have a younger brother and his sort of journey with that's probably been different to mine um because I think like when I became like 15 16 I started realizing like oh maybe the fact that I'm Japanese is kind of interesting and Mm -hmm. Japanese is kind of a cool language oh maybe I want to learn it and like starting going back that way but I mean essentially the early high school especially was very kind of like I mean I would argue with my mum about things and then be embarrassed if she would talk to me about things in like Japanese or like my friends come around sometimes I'd say like don't speak in Japanese in front of them like if you want to speak to me I'll come out the room like Mm -hmm. You know there's just that level of sort of like wanting to sort of almost hide it from people i had the exact same yeah. like not on your level because i mean like france is still in the west mm. so i don't think it was to that extreme but mm. i was genuinely embarrassed about being yeah. half french like in school like because i mean still it's not on the same level but i would literally get like bullied <laughs> for being I mean, it's it's so, people it's used so to silly. tell me i smelled of cheese like, what kind of <laughs> fucking insult is that <laughs> <laughs> like yeah and they'd, they would literally be like oh my god you're fucking humming and like brie and stuff and i was like actually <laughs> no brie, brie is a lovely cheese and it, it tastes great and it's not that stinky they've but obviously things. just never eaten it before they don't yeah, know what they're talking about exactly. like tri- honestly it was really embarrassing but yeah they always used to like say shit like that and i also used to get called hairy all the time you know what yeah i'm mm. fucking hairy and what 
Yeah, so so, so, so many people are hairy. Everyone, like so yeah. many people it's are. Normal. It's normal, but they just like, like you. you're hairy because you're French. Like, and I would be so embarrassed. I would literally, I refused to speak French for so long with yeah. my mum. And I remember my Spanish teacher. Oh, I loved her so much. She was always like, one day you will look back and you will be so angry that you were so like you hated France mm-hmm. so much. And <clears throat> Miss Williams, you were right. I I yeah. I regret it now. I love yeah. being French. It's my only personality, oh. right? <laughs> well, I mean, same. Like, I literally study Japanese at uni now. Like I'm like yeah. Japanese. And- how did yeah? But how did your mum find that kind of like you saying yeah. like don't talk Japanese in front of my friends and stuff and um, you saying you don't yeah. want the food that she was making you? I guess like to be honest, we never actually ever spoken about it. Like it's not something that I don't really know how personally she took that kind of thing whether she was just like yeah I mean my kids are at a British school like they should do things the way that everyone else does like okay like I'll just adapt to that Mm -hmm. I don't know how personally my dad took it even like watching that happen um but I mean when I told my parents that like I wanted to study Japanese at university my mum was the one who was the most surprised she was like like are you sure is that actually what you want to do like do you not just want to go on holiday there or something like you you actually want to learn about it's like yeah 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 like want to learn language, want to learn history, want to learn the culture properly this time because I couldn't read or write or anything. Like I want to I want to learn Japanese and she was the most surprised out of everyone. And I think that like I don't know to what extent she's thought about, you know, the school and stuff that I went to when I grew up and things like whether she felt like maybe the fact that I was saying I don't want to do this type of stuff whether she felt bad about it or not, but like it's just something that we haven't really spoken about and I think the reason we haven't spoken about it is because I'm now so much more accepting and like comfortable with that part of myself that like I mean me and my mum now like we only speak in Japanese unless there's someone around that doesn't Mm. so we have to speak in English and like I mean this couple years ago spending a year in Japan I got really really close to my Japanese family and things and that's really sort of solidified my security about like my Japanese side of myself because mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing that is really quite confusing about when I was growing up was the fact that like because I mean things like French or Spanish or German people are quite used to hearing them but because mm-hmm. Japanese is not a language that people are necessarily used to hearing I mean the go-to would be like people would speak to me in Chinese like people would try and speak Chinese to me presuming I'm Chinese I was like no not Chinese people by the way non-Chinese people come up to me and be like ni hao and I'm like no that's <laughs> it's not it's close but it's it's off like it's not that's not right and just like that sort of not feeling as though people really knew much about Japan but now I mean like you know people are quite into I mean Japanese like culture like anime and but stuff. But you don't think that that is so fucked that it had to become a trend for people Well to... yeah I think it that's true but like I think that it became a trend as I was becoming more comfortable with it mm-hmm. so now like I don't need the fact that it's a trend but it kind of helps yeah, to yeah, explain to other people not to myself but to other people like uh-huh. yeah. Were you ever bullied in school? for it um you were but you were very comfortable in school you were very well liked you were head girl bitch <laughs> pop off i was like oh god <laughs> videos are still up on youtube as well which you need to get oh my god that's going on our story i've actually tried to report it as well so i'm <laughs> still not gonna take it down <laughs> like sometimes people find it at uni they're like is that is that you oh. and i'm like Ailey Gallo is a really common name (laughs) and they're all half Japanese as well Um, but yeah I mean in terms of like bullying at school I did definitely experience my fair share of bullying in primary and in high school and the thing is like I don't think any of it ever centered specifically around race but looking back at it now I'm like well why was it me that was getting bullied in that instant when there were other people who would do similar things or behave in similar ways. And I'm like, you know, was that some sort of like unconscious thing that people would maybe pick on me because of that? But again, I can't ever say for certain. Um, But, you know, people would like make like jokes about how like um, me and my mate Janice, they're like, oh, we look the same and stuff. And like when I graduated high school, because obviously I was head girl, I made like a speech and like teachers all the time, like the whole six years of high school would get me and Janice confused. 
and like I mean you know what Janice looks Are like we don't look alike serious? at all and it, like for half high school I also had blonde hair right so there was a point where she had jet black hair and I had like white blonde hair and we'd sit next to each other in classes and people would still get that's us mixed up absolutely shocking so then in my graduation speech like I can't even remember what it was I said but I basically made like a dig at the teachers being like by the way it's Ailey here not Janice like I know you found that confusing over the last couple of years but like <laughs> so I'm, I can't remember what it was I said but like that was the point and I remember when I wrote that speech and I showed it to my dad he was like nice <laughs> that's good yeah. Yeah. that is shocking though but yeah, yeah that is I mean, I mean, Janice just don't look the same. You at don't all. like at all. There's, I mean, even if I mean, we're complete different height as yeah, well. She's from Hong Kong. Yeah, it's just a complete different. Anyway, how was it when Janice? Like, how did you feel when Janice came? Oh she my god, came with he... no understanding of English, right? Well, I mean, my she came with like very little English as far as I was aware at the time. How but, old was she when she came? So this is in P four. Uh huh. We okay. like we joined classes, and I remember we became friends because. So I always used to have these like Japanese pencil cases that my grand would send me every year from Japan and they'd have all these like buttons and stuff like yeah. to sharpen your pencil and also hold your rubber in this like specific compartment for a rubber like just very I Japanese exactly stationery right and I sat down I had my little pink Hello Kitty pencil you case. also had the most amazing rubbers sorry yeah. to interrupt Japanese you... rubbers are top class like, the rubbers that <laughs> Ailey used to show me and also I remember Ailey remember when you brought back those mad little croc key rings yeah yeah I've still got me... one of those in my back so why <laughs> yeah because these like mad mini crocs class. with all the oh little like jizz bits and yeah. she used to bring back hundreds from Japan yeah, because I'd win them in like little like UFO catcher machines. I don't know. Aww. It was, it was a good time. Anyway, back to but the yeah, case. basically, me and Janice became friends because we got sat like in a seat in planning class, and I remember her being in front of me, and she had a red hello kitty pencil case <laughs> that also had a sharpener and a bit of your rubber, and it was at like, the same pen. And I was like, I think we're supposed to become friends. <laughs> and then that's how we be- like. I think that's how we started talking because she'd also moved that year, so I'd never seen her in our school before. And Did then, she move from Hong Kong? I think so. Uh-huh. Like, at some point earlier that year or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. like Glad she had a friend like you. We just, the friendship blossomed. So, yeah. But I, I'm, like, I'm so thankful that I had someone like her around me, like, throughout the whole of school. Like, we've, we've always been in the same friendship group all the way through school. Just because, like, I mean, even now at university, like, in my friendship group, I have another friend who's also half Chinese. And, like, having her around also just is so comforting because like you know her mom will send her a text and it's like such like an asian mom text i'm like oh my god my mom does the exact same thing and like even though obviously chinese and japanese culture is still different like we can still bond over those things and having someone around Mm -hmm. you like that just makes you feel just comfortable like at ease yeah so how was it so what age was it that you moved to japan to study so i went when i was 18 from like yeah 2019 to 2020 and so I was week. there at the beginning of Covid that was yeah. your third year in Oxford second it? second year oh, second year yes yeah, so so I went in my second year my year abroad <clears throat> and that was a very different experience like because so all through my childhood I've been going to Japan like maybe once every year and a half or two years for like summer holiday or Christmas holiday and you know that's like two weeks three week block and I'm only ever with my family so the sort of Japan I got to see was very limited. So, you know, I'm I'm going to my grandparents' local areas, ramen restaurant, or like, you know, I'm, I'm going to Tokyo maybe once or twice because they live near Tokyo. Um, and it's with my mom and my dad. So it's very kind of like sheltered and protected Yeah, you're experience. not going out getting pissed. Yeah, exactly. Or, or even meeting anyone, really. I went to Japanese school, actually, twice, like a primary school. And what? actually, yeah, I did that like in a summer holiday a couple of times. That's right, I never knew that. Oh my god, you see the photos. I like I'm literally in the middle of this like classroom and I'm like the palest kid there because obviously <laughs> like I'm also half white, so like I just stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I speak like no Japanese and I'm just sitting there just like cheese <laughs> so in the front, everyone's like peacing and pouting and it's like so cute. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I mean like that, like apart from things like that, like I never really did stuff in Japan. So like when I went on my year abroad to study at uni there for a year like that was my first real glimpse like as an adult I would say into like what Japan is really like and it's the same I think when you go anywhere the first couple months are so exciting because you're like oh my god I've just moved to this new place I'm by myself like I'm so independent look at me and then you realize that like every other country Japan has got its problems socially like economically whatever and like there is racism there is like you know sexism and things like that they do exist and I think that the way that Japan is portrayed in certain things like anime or film it's quite 
ideal and really pretty and really cute and just like how could anything like that ever exist in some place like that but it is very rampant and like you just have to spend enough time there mm-hmm. to realize it and even after two weeks of me being there but like i yeah. was there for over like just over two weeks and by the end of it i was like what the fuck yeah like and also because i was with you yeah i was exposed to so much more. yeah 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 like i remember when we went into like a lingerie store i've never seen anything so fucked yeah like the like the stuff they have is tailored to look like little girls yeah like, i mean it's called like lolita fashion right it, like fucking lolita for a start yeah a exactly in itself calling a lingerie thing after lolita what the fuck yeah like and the, the way that men were towards you when we were mm. out and about fried my brain yeah so i mean like this is like the flip side to which like of being like mixed race which I'd never really thought about until I went to Japan was like what Japan would see me like because I'm half Scottish and I mean anyone that kind of knows stuff about like Japanese society right now will know that like I mean in you know social media and like advertisements and things like mixed race people are like deemed very sort of desirable like specifically people who are mixed with western white um culture which is a whole other issue like I don't want to get into but it's quite annoying but like basically because they're sort of like the features of a mixed person are sort of deemed like attractive and sort of you know they are western enough but also they still have this Japanese-ness to them so if they're a woman they're probably still going to be quite tame and like subservient if you will but like also because they're western like they like sex is basically kind of the image and that's kind of how I was basically treated by men when I was there like I'd go to clubs or bars and stuff and the first thing people would say to me is like so what mix are you or like where's what mix like are you or what where like where are you from I can tell you're not fully Japanese and stuff like that and then you know you just kind of sit there and go like uh okay well technically I've got a Japanese passport my Japanese is now quite good I can say I'm Japanese if I'm here if I want to but you're just like looking at me and mm-hmm. realize like identifying me as being not that and yeah can I ask will you tell that story about that guy that like what was he trying to offer you like a job in you, you I think you'll know which one I'm talking about he was like trying to offer you a job in something being like in a hostess in a way like, do you because know, I mean something along those lines that guy stopped you in the street and brought you in or something like that so it sounds really dodged to our parents, I mean, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> remember when my mum came over and she was like, Your mum was I'm horrified. She took me, your mum. She took me to the court. She's like, hey, if you want to go home, like I can organise that. I was like, no, like I'm having a great time. It's just like these things sometimes happen. Like, it's not great. And it's I don't think that it should represent everyone I met and my experience no. my experience in Japan was fantastic. Yeah. I would literally go back in a heartbeat. Oh, so but good. I mean, like, yeah, there was one time, you know, people like this I mean, there's one guy in a club, like basically just was like being very persistent about asking me about like where I'm from and like what I'm made up of and things like that and then saying that's his type like mixed race is a type that you can have and it's like oh great thank you very much (laughs) anyway that is bad yeah I mean I've had that here as well that's not yeah I mean people in town should be like I can tell you can I can tell you've got a bit of a mix in you and that's what I'm into and it's like thanks anyway I'm not a fetish (laughs) no actually not here oh god it's not like a you know mixing colors so or something I mean it's, fucking yeah. men men <laughs> that is a whole yeah I mean like one time I was on a train somewhere and a guy asked me how much it would cost to spend an hour with me and I'm like you know so I'm, my Japanese is good but like you know I'm aware there are still things I don't know like culturally so I'm like how much for an hour like trying to work out what this could mean like culturally and then I asked my Japanese friends afterwards and they're like oh no he thought you were a prostitute because of the like you know because also I don't dress the same way as Japanese girls I don't dress particularly provocatively but like the fact that I'll have like a vest top on apparently is warranting for that type of behavior and I was like the the way I was dressed was like you know like jeans and a vest top like that is very moderate (laughs) if I was still clubbing in that here that would be very moderate attire but like nah that's like kind of the type of stuff people would ask me on a day-to-day basis that's awful I can't believe that but but I mean it was kind of interesting as well because I realized Mm. like although I thought that you know being in Scotland there's a certain perception that people are maybe having me because I look Japanese there they have a perception of me because I look western 
and I mean like it was a really interesting experience to sort of like go through because now I can sort of like look at both parts of myself and both the countries that I'm from and sort of really feel like I understand like how I'm presented in both those places and also like the types of things that I want to do in order to sort of ensure that the way I'm presented is better like not that I want to change for anyone else but like I want to like I mean right now I'm doing like a thesis sort of for my graduation for uni for, about this kind of topic and like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get to like speak to lots of people about their personal experiences and stuff as well about like what it means to be half Japanese half something else in Japan and I'm like really excited to just speak to people about it because every time you meet people who are half Japanese like I mean even like Ronin right like whatever oh my best God. mate who's what half Irish half Japanese we love him to pieces I love that boy um but like he's had completely different experiences to me being half Japanese and some of that's because he's a guy some of that's because he's grown up in a different country like it's so individual like mm-hmm. to the person and I think that that is something that is really really interesting but yeah did you kind of like I don't know when you kind of had that realization did it feel a wee bit like not like I don't know how to put this like kind of like you didn't know where to belong yeah kind of thing you know what I mean I had a major identity crisis when I came back yeah, from Japan for like did. four months or I so. remember when you came back and we yeah. went out in a walk and you're like I, I don't feel know. like I don't belong here yeah because I mean what I didn't realize I was doing when I was in Japan like I said earlier like I like to copy people around me like I like to sort of assimilate myself in so I was really hardcore like throwing myself into like Japanese Ailey and I came back and I was still dating the boy that I was dating when I was in Japan and he was an amazing person Mm. and like trying to maintain this relationship in the UK whilst I was being like Scottish Ailey who goes to Oxford whilst also being Japanese Ailey who's not in Japan just like it was an absolute mindfuck like I just had no idea what was going on with myself and like it's really hard to even explain into words because I feel like it doesn't even really make much sense but like I just felt so confused about who I was like how can I be this how can I behave like this in Japan and find these types of things funny or like accept these types of things and I'll come back and then I'll do these types of things in Scotland or I'll, my friends here are like this I'd like to do this rather than this and it was just like quite overwhelming mm. and I think that like it's something I didn't anticipate at all when I went to study Japanese like I never really thought about the fact that like the more I learn about Japan and the more time I spend there and stuff the more I'm also learning about myself and like mm. I think that that was quite a shock for me I'm over it now I'm much more sort of secure with both parts of that now but like yeah for the first like four months it was kind of crazy and I just kind of felt like when I was in Japan although I was fully throwing myself into it I wasn't living there I was only there for a year so it was still that sense of like not really belonging fully because I can't throw myself in a hundred percent there's always that well you're gonna leave at the end of the year anyway and then sort of coming back here and then feeling like well what was that all about that I've just you know done all this for myself and now I've sort of like reversed back into like how I was before I left and sort of coming to terms all of that was kind of a bit of a mental challenge but it's crazy because I've literally like even though we drifted apart when we were in high Mm. school it's crazy to see how much you've changed I think the same thing about you (laughs) Uh, that's true I do have a shaved head though which is fine yes but like it is crazy because like I literally have known you like I mean I'm a month and four days older so I saw you as a little baby even though I don't remember but like I've seen you just growing up from like the cutest chubbiest wee baby ever like the amount of (laughs) fucking bath pictures we got to get is a bit weird there actually are so, There's so many, many. <laughs> really yeah like no ellie and i were like proper like joining the hip when we were kids it was really no. weird we went same like yeah we used to do a lot of weird shit there but yeah, yeah we, like, don't, we don't need to go into no we don't <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah it's just it's weird like to see how much you've changed like in oh, school you. like you've just grown into such like an oh. amazing young woman you thank you I mean? very like, much driving at oxford big lovely handsome boyfriend like I've got I've seen seen you go through like the relationship and like the hair changes and like and the identity changes you did have an identity crisis when you come back I remember that I I remember that very but I mean I think like I mean talk about the relationships and hair and stuff and like that is on one level just like you know a relationship and changing my hair but like there was definitely a reason behind me wanting to go blonde at the age of like 15 and 16 because I mean I think back to my first relationship in high school and like my boyfriend at the time then and 
incredible person still to this day like you're friends with all your exes (laughs) she's friends with all of her exes she can never say a bad thing i just it blows my my mind well i just like they're just too i can't they're too important to me like i need to keep that relationship but anyway anyway um yeah no he was like really incredible person but like i look back at like the arguments and stuff that we would have when we were together and like the insecurities i had in that relationship and i look at that now and i'm like oh my god that was all because he would say, for example, like, oh, isn't that girl kind of pretty? With no intention behind it. And that girl would be like white, blonde hair, blue eyes, completely different physique to me. Something that obviously biologically I can never achieve. Mm-hmm. And that would just like set me off. I thought, well, how would you find her pretty if you find me pretty? Like that doesn't make any sense. Looking back at it now, it's like, well, you can have so many different people who you find attractive that mm-hmm. does not make any difference. But how at was that it time being... when you're young it's, yeah. it's hard to get your head around that mm. yeah it is especially because you were literally the only Asian kid in your school on say jazz yeah. like and then I obviously like dyed my hair blonde grew it quite long for a while and then I remember that phase yeah that was my ABG phase my Asian baby girl phase <laughs> I was ahead of the curve if you look that shit up online I was on that chat when I was like 15 <laughs> which is maybe not a good thing I don't know but, yeah, but I don't know if this is wrong to ask did you being mixed race ever um influence your relationships like with boys Um, i think that there was there's definitely been times when i've I've gone places or whatever like Like whether you said with fetishes yeah yeah right so like i've gone places and people have said to me like oh by the way like my friend so-and-so like really likes asian girls what the fuck and then i'm like okay well good good for them right it's <laughs> fine <laughs> thanks for telling me or just like people being like oh by the way like you should just probably know that he's got a bit of an asian fetish so like watch out or whatever and it's like uh, okay like it's crazy to me that people think that your race is like a mm. is like an like yeah. what's what, how would you describe that like well, your race is like is what makes you attractive yeah but what makes you attractive right. like As in, i think the fact is that like when i was dating my boyfriend in japan mm-hmm. he was i remember really liking him really quickly because he was the first guy i think that i met there who was japanese so his first thing he said to me was just like what age are you and he was like, I was like oh i'm 18 he was 18 as well and everyone else i'd met on my year abroad was like 25 so it was so nice to meet someone the same age and then it was just like okay like what sort of things you like like what are you into just got to know him he was and, lovely yeah lovely boy but he never once brought up anything to do with the fact that I was half Japanese the only times that he would bring up and he's like oh Ailey I want to practice my English can we speak some English together and I'm like yeah of course because we spoke mostly in Japanese so like mm-hmm. there was never any comment about being mixed race in the relationship but like I think specifically to my relationships it's never played a part it's all those people that have come in between like you know those things mm-hmm. where it's like I speak to this person and you look back and like we mm. were howling at that the other night weren't we oh my god I was actually <laughs> cringing myself at that like looking back she's like Hayley what the fuck are you doing yeah that to be, oh, but the thing okay. is all of the boys you've been with have always been lovely yeah like there's I not one so. that I think oh my god he's such an arsehole yeah like yeah I definitely I've, say that I'm very you, lucky on you've that you've been very front. lucky like my first boyfriend was so lovely and like obviously the issues that I had in that relationship that I look back and think about myself now that is something that I am now over but Mm -hmm. I had to be in a relationship to realize that those were things that I was finding troubling about myself Mm -hmm. and just like throughout the process just like realizing like okay this is something that is not his fault like it's my own insecurities and I need to deal with that. I think growing up in Scotland mm. will not have helped. No, I mean, like, I, my boyfriend right now, he basically says to me, he's like, if you'd just grown up in London, you would not have any of these issues. Like, you would have gone to a school that had, like, people from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And that's not something that you would have struggled with at all. And I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. See, see when you went to Oxford, how was yeah. that? So I knew that, I mean, I was not really expecting anything from Oxford I didn't know what it was you didn't even like. know you were gonna get no I know that was such a last minute process like that was a congratulations by the way <laughs> thank you oh my god that was genuinely crazy Gabby's always like 
I have a friend that goes to Oxford. <laughs> that is genuinely, I hear that all the time. She's so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I am. But she also uses it for herself. She also likes to tell people that she's got such a smart friend. Look, I need to. That is how she, honestly. Like, I dropped out of uni, so I need at least someone who's on that level. So I'm like, I dropped out, but I've got a friend that goes to Oxford. <laughs> so technically, I'm smart by association. I definitely have said it on the podcast before as well. My friend Daly goes to Oxford and you've never it before. Just because you don't have proud. a friend that goes to Oxford. I am Daly. <laughs> I can introduce you to some people. <laughs> yeah. You can't have her, she's my Oxford. <laughs> there are others, by the way. It's not just me just chilling down there by myself. Yeah. Um, How was it going to Oxford? You yeah, got in amazing. I you mean, were in art class when you found out. Probably. Yeah, God. I mean, I remember like finding out and just like running out of class and finding my mate Louise just screaming across like the street in William and she'd be like, She's like, ah! I was so happy. Um, and yeah, and then I told my boyfriend, but she was first. Um, but yeah, I mean, going to Oxford, like, I knew that it was going to be quite like a posh person uni. So I wasn't really expecting much in terms of like who I would be able to meet there. And just that the people who I've been able to meet have just been incredible. Like, it's, I've met so many people, firstly, Japanese people. Like, I have this whole friendship group now it's incredible of like people who are either like half Japanese or like have lived in Japan or are Japanese who've come to Oxford for uni like and we're all really really close and it's been like a huge part of my whole university life Mm -hmm. and I'm so fortunate to have been able to meet those people but also it's just really interesting because you just meet I mean the same with all uni I feel like right like you meet people from so many different backgrounds places and you realize that like those things that I mean even when I say you know growing up half Japanese half Scottish if you grow up half Chinese, half Scottish, if you grow up half anything, half Scottish, like it's going to be a difficult individual journey. Yeah. And you just get to meet people who have gone through that type of stuff as well. And you don't even need to talk about it. It's just the fact that you can just acknowledge that that person mm-hmm. understands that feeling in the same way with you and me, Gabby, right? Like having two languages in the house, that being like normal procedure. But I I will never understand what you've been through because like, yeah, probably- do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm white, but like you've grown up half Japanese and like obviously isn't a bad thing but you look different as well whereas I've like I've I look white I am white and I've got the accent so I don't think anyone's ever questioned it Mm -mm -mm. so I've never actually I've I've I mean I'm privileged like well I mean I I remember when I'd first meet people in first year in Oxford like I'd open my mouth right to speak (laughs) and people would just be shocked by the accent like you could see like visible like instant sort of like oh what is that combination that's going on there? And then, you know, the people are trying to be really polite and just sort of be like, where are you from? And you're like, oh, I'm Glasgow. Oh my God, wait, this is, you know exactly what I'm about to say. Oh my God, please, 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 can you talk about this? You know exactly oh, what Wait, what is it? I'm scared now. So obviously, like, Oxford is a posh place. Oh no, I know. And obviously being from Scotland, everyone's yeah. always got something to say about it. Oh. And then being from Glasgow is another thing. Mm-hmm. Ailey's had her fair runs in oh my with God. posh Tory bastards who've got something to say for the bad she's from Glasgow. Oh my God, Please yeah. tell no, I know, the story. I know exactly you know what exactly you're talking about. So I was down visiting some mates in summer between first and second year in London. Um, my friends, by the way, are absolutely lovely. So this is nothing, yeah, no, nothing no. about them. They're all nice. And it, we were at the pub somewhere in West, oh. West London. <laughs> And um, it was like friends of friends of friends were all there. So like, I did not know these people. My friends did not know these people. And I got chatting to one of the girls there. And she was like, oh, where, I was like, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from Glasgow. And she literally silenced the whole table. I'm talking like 12 people, just like drinking pints, just chatting, whatever. And she was like, guys, this girl's from Glasgow. We should be so proud of her for getting out of there. And like she like patted me on the back, and then my friend who had taken me there, his face went bright red. Like he was so mortified by this comment, and everyone like was just kind of looking at me like with these like, oh my god, like these like proud parent eyes, like looking at me. It's like she goes to Oxford, like good on her, like she's turned her life around. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, first of all, by the way, I love public shields, right? I don't think I'm that scary. That's privilege. <laughs> like, I've had a nice life. Like, I'm not going to, like, challenge yeah. that. But they think mm-hmm. I'm this, like, really scary person. I remember I'd meet people about in, like, first year as well, tell them I'm from Glasgow. And they would, they, I mean, I'd get, like, street cred for that. As in, like, in, like some sort of, like, 
Oh, I've got a mate, by the way, who's from Scotland, so that you don't want to mess with us because I'm apparently aggressive and scary. And oh I mean, God. I don't look like that at all. I'm a little Japanese girl walking around just wanting to have a wee study. And it's like, yeah, I've had a lot of that as well. Oh my gosh. I'm going to ask a really, like, not ignorant, but do you know but how, like, you want to learn? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how, like, even with you as well, like, when French people speak in English, and they have an accent, right? They have like a, an obviously French accent when they're yeah. speaking English. Uh-huh. However, when you speak French, for example, you have obviously got like the most Glaswegian accent out of anyone I know, really. When I speak French? No, when you speak English, you have a very Glaswegian accent, right? But when you speak French, that obviously sounds to me like very French. Like oh, very right, French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I'm assuming you're the same when you speak Japanese oh yeah I have a Japanese accent now yeah, I'm speak so Japanese. proud of us but can, can, you, can you tell like can you tell that you're Scottish from your French accent like can, uh, can people who's, who are from France oh. can they tell that you've got like a Glaswegian accent when you speak in French oh that's actually quite an interesting question like, and, and like for example my for answer you, is definitely I don't think they can tell you don't think There's they no can way. tell I mean the one thing I went to Japan on my year abroad with the objective was was like I want to come back and I want my Japanese to be Japanese mm-hmm. and I've just worked at that like quite intensely so my Japanese accent is definitely like my mom's accent like mm. I sound like someone from outside Tokyo uh-huh. so they would never guess that when I speak English it's like oh, I hate me <laughs> that's not what they expect I no. think they probably either expect an American accent or some sort of like southern like smooth english mm. standard just like yeah. easy Queen's to understand english. english accent this is not what they expect or no. can hear i think that's funny what about you um it, it's actually a very interesting question like when i speak french you no know, you i mean to other people it wouldn't sound like i have a scottish accent mm. like however i do have like a slight like twang in my accent and people don't know where I'm from in France but I also have a very neutral accent like my mom has a very neutral French accent like you wouldn't be able to tell where she's from and like there's so many different um accents around um France and because we're from the south like south southern French accents are so like like you know like the word pain which is like bread they'd say ping like <laughs> ping like or like maman maming like it's it, it's okay, very very yeah, different yeah so I, I don't sound anything like that but people can like depending on like who like what I'm talking about and like how long I've been speaking French for because sometimes it becomes a fucking headache especially if I've, if I've had a drink I'm so used to just speaking in English so I have sometimes I really need to like be on the ball mm. um, it depends like some people can pick up on it which fucks me off because they just start speaking to me in English and I'm like literally fluent <laughs> like don't don't try that shit yeah. with me so I literally just tell them to shut up now because French people are rude so I'm just like nah we're not doing this you can speak to me in French because mm. I'm speaking to you in French well I mean that's what I would do in Japan people would then just ask me like are you mixed race and I would just say no I'm Japanese Yeah, like, and then they'd just... be like oh and then we can talk in Japanese and they're not going to ask any questions and they have about... some sort of like respect for you after that like before they didn't really respect you that yeah. much and then I'm, and then, then I'm just like no I, I am Japanese I can say that yeah because I am like so the end of story like let's yeah. just speak in Japanese and uh-huh. treat each other the same as you would treat someone who was Japanese anyway like without oh, that sort of added perception it's weird though isn't it because I think like obviously remember that TikTok we made where I was like je m'appelle Amy like you can say <laughs> things in in like you can say a different language in your own accent and it doesn't sound right yeah but also I do think that, like you need to also put on the accent sometimes. yeah definitely like, so that's kind of like how I got like because when I was younger obviously like I grew up in Scotland like I spent like a lot of time when I was younger in France like up until Covid but yeah so I did used to have like a Scottish accent and it sounded so shit but like now I'm used to speaking with a French accent because it just comes to me naturally now mm. but like you actually have to force it so see mm. if you like put on a French accent see, <laughs> je, m'appelle, je m'appelle Amy that's see there you go you just generally need to fake it so you make yeah. it so now I can just be like blah, 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 blah. I do yeah I find that interesting because I, I remember um, when I did my study abroad like I, I did meet people from like all over mm-hmm. and most of them did have American English accents. Yeah. 
that makes sense. Well, I mean, you in, know, like they spoke in an American accent yeah, and in they, English. They picked that up from TV shows, yeah, which that's, I think that's, is so fried. Yeah, that's well, yeah, but also like Japan like teaches American English in schools. Like I remember one time when I was like eight years old, I went with my oldest cousin to her like cram school, her English lesson at cram school because she was like, I have a English What's speaking cram school. Um, so Japanese children from it's like junior high and high school so it's essentially throughout the whole of a Scottish high school uh-huh. after school they go to it's called juku but it's cram school where basically you just study again you, like you just study till like 10pm uh-huh. every day and like you just cover everything that's for your exam yeah, yeah yeah because for Japanese schools you have to take an entrance exam for junior high for high school and for university oh that's so American junior high yeah yeah so it's, I mean it's, it's part it's after the American occupation things right like they've adopted that <gasps> wow. system but like yeah so they study for those things and I remember I went to my cousin's like English lesson at cram school and they were actually teaching kids I wanna become a something or I gonna like that's how they were writing it on the board and then the, I remember the teacher turning around to me being like oh like how are you feeling like how's it going and I was like you're teaching them wrong <laughs> eight yeah. years old gonna gonna is not a word it's going to and then you just say it as like, yeah. gonna but then again in Scotland we're like oh I'm gonna go to the shops but then again but like, you don't write you don't write that though yeah like it's not unless it's a text grammatically correct if you're gonna write an essay you can't yeah, write that they should be teaching it like that in yeah, school exactly imagine like, them teaching Scottish I want to if you learn, if you learn that in like English here you know like <laughs> yeah. in Eng- like you know English class if they taught you that in school it'd be like you would fail an exam if you wrote that yeah exactly yeah. and that's how that is that correct English mm. that's been examined I remember being quite shocked about that yeah. as an eight-year-old but still do you think now that you've lived in Japan for a year and come back and everything mm. do you think that you'd move there ever permanently or um, maybe not permanently but five years so like after I graduate uni the first thing I want to do is go back to Japan because I feel like first of all my year was quite interrupted with COVID I mean compared to everyone here it was completely uninterrupted like I didn't have to go into lockdown or anything like I could still oh travel my God. I really made, get literally yeah. she was at the beach she was having fun. <laughs> she was getting on it. She was having okay. yeah. I mean, I came back and I was like, oh, COVID's not that bad. And I was like, oh my God, she no, it actually She skiing one day as well. She had like the best body thing. Yeah, no, I was, I was having a bit of a blast out there, um, which is why I'm so sad that I'm not there anymore. But like, I definitely want to go back because I want to get my speaking level up to like business level Japanese, like to the level where I could just join a company that speaks only Japanese and be comfortable with that, which is a completely different level to like, colloquial conversation which is I think where I'm at right now but in terms of like longevity living there I still don't know whether I would actually be able to do that because it is just different like being a a woman as well there are certain things that unfortunately Japanese society still kind of expects from its women the way you behave the way you talk the way you do or don't vocalize opinions and things I think that suppressing that part of myself would be quite hard for a long period of time I mean it would depend what I was doing if I was working or teaching or whatever but I don't know I don't know I would also like to go to Korea though mm. so yeah you were supposed to go yes then COVID really? shat all over yes it did very sadly actually yeah you were proper sad buzzing about that, that. Mm. sad times but that yeah. was really interesting like, <laughs> it's kind of something that it's it's interesting as well that you say like um wh- when you went to oxford mm-hmm. like oxford <laughs> oxford um you know you met so many other people that were like you and mm. then there wasn't anything like that here no, yeah which i do think is something that we isn't talked about like you know what i mean like it is it is important to have yeah. like I all think, sorts yeah. of like culture and race yeah. in, in and a city and i just feel like scotland really isn't that diverse no it isn't like, it really is now i look back and i like i'm on like instagram and stuff now for example it's so easy for me to find like asian mm. influencers and stuff like that and that is kind of fun mm-hmm. right because i'm like oh like i quite like the way they're dressed like oh i could try that hairstyle as well yeah but that like well i'm 20 now that stuff didn't exist when I was 14 or not to the same level yeah, of accessibility yeah. and it's like people nowadays I mean, nowadays it's actually only like six years later but like it is now a bit easier to get that and I think it will get easier mm-hmm. as time goes on but just like representation of all types of people in like all parts of society whether it be like on tv or just like people who you're friends with like I know when I went to university feeling quite like surprised like I don't really have a diverse 
friend group in mm. Scotland whereas in uni I would say like I've got quite a diverse mm. group of friends like people from all different places and just realizing those types of things it's like yeah if I'd had that type of thing around me when I was younger I probably wouldn't have had such an intense identity crisis about things and yeah. probably wouldn't have been so conflicted or embarrassed about things as well um but it's just kind of like a learning process I think like as mm-hmm. you get older you become I mean anyone's the same you become more comfortable with who you are and what you like and what you don't like and the things that represent you and stuff and yeah it's just like I think an individual journey for each person yeah. are you glad that you now like got to like embrace your culture a yeah bit more and like 100 experience it yeah 100 percent. I think like I actively try to like learn more about Japan and stuff as well but also now because I know that I've gone through this process I find it really interesting talking to other people because then it's like oh my god like that's happened to me as well or like mm-hmm. I mean specifically when it comes to people who are half Japanese I like the things that we can bond over and just knowing that like oh that's happening in like all corners of the world right with all people from different places like people are going through different experiences and the same experiences together and yeah I think that it took a while but I'm very happy about being half Japanese and half Scottish now yeah (laughs) cool as fuck to be honest and also (laughs) like I think it's so cool that you like literally went to Japan and everything as well like for a full fucking year during Covid I got to have a cool time (laughs) (laughs) but very lucky about that to be fair like I look back at that and I'm very grateful for the people I met there and stuff as well because they were a massive part of that experience and and journey yeah so. oh, they were class like even though like i mean i met up with you guys quite a few times and we got so pissed at that character. that was your fault because you brought the vodka along <laughs> and you put it in our, hang on <laughs> let's get the record straight here you brought the vodka along and put it in all of our drinks and we were all willingly drinking it and then yeah well yeah so like daddy. you said like you said right there you got on tape willingly yeah. drank them all no it's in it it was completely fine. I literally remember going across the road. And you took a photo with the guys in the convenience store. Yeah, I was like, Do you remember that? They were like you and Jess or something went yeah, in and were we like, It's our first time in Japan, can we take two, a photo? <laughs> two bottles of vodka, brought it back in. We weren't supposed to drink in the karaoke. No, we just brought- I could hear them from down the stairs. Like, you're not supposed screaming. to drink, you're supposed to just go in and ha- but also like you just you guys are karaoke like sober. Like, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get shit faced every single yeah, time. That is so weird the singing to me. gets better but also worse. Right. That just also just like, like Scottish culture as well like imagine you guys going to karaoke sober that's so bizarre yeah but tame environment we were so drunk oh my god I I thought we you had to get, people had to get carried shock home. shock Gabby was a bad influence shock <laughs> I actually had to tell my friends before that we, is... no before you came I was like by the way guys just let you know mate Gabby lovely person bit of a nutcase like, <laughs> just just be prepared and then they were, they were like no no that's fine and then after Gabby left they were like oh no I see what you mean like we, we love her but she's fucking I crazy. didn't know that <laughs> I can't help that I'm a good time nah I'm glad that you were there made the evening yeah it fucking did it wasn't for my money that I spent on my vodka <laughs> you guys wouldn't have had a great time anyway oh, anyway before I get too emotional about the fact that you just said that <laughs> Tell us something inspiring. Leave our listeners with an inspiring... This is what Gabby started doing, Chad. I know, I heard it. I heard it on some of the other ones as well. Well, you know what? Really puts them on the spot. (laughs) It's because Jamie Lang from Private Parts started doing it and I really like what he does. So, Jamie Lang, if you're listening, highly fucking doubt that. But (laughs) you've inspired me. So, yeah, what is something inspirational for our listeners? Inspirational? Please don't say something like be yourself. Absolutely. If you want to say it, but well, no, I'm obviously not going to say that. <laughs> maybe if someone, if someone was like, maybe got went through the similar thing that hmm. you did growing up, and is maybe yeah. still struggling with it, like I suppose when it comes to like self identity, I think that everyone has definitely got their own path to finding and becoming comfortable with that. It's just something that like is n- unfortunately is not like a unique experience right like a lot of people go through it I think that's quite a good thing uh-huh. and it means that there are people out there that share things like similar to you and I mean like for me even just following like Facebook pages like subtle Asian traits and stuff like that seeing memes about Asian culture and stuff that I can relate to really helps and helped me so I think like I mean the internet is a wild and wonderful place but like you can find so much stuff out there that will help you become comfortable with who you are but also I think it's about surrounding yourself with people that will help and support you through that whether it be 
friends who are similar to you in that situation or not but will still like accept and listen to you talk about that and you should never feel embarrassed or uncomfortable about having different cultures or languages in your lives because I think it's something that now I look back on I'm very privileged to have had in my life and I want to share it with other people so yeah that <laughs> was really great. nice that was great oh, thank you <laughs> 10 out of 10. I was sweating about that <laughs> that's actually gonna get left in oh <laughs> yeah this is the nice. thing does it get left in or not that's that's the thing we would have left it in anyway oh, no matter you. what you said thank no you I'm editing this one <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on oh, thank you for having thank me you. it was you. it was nice to meet you as well finally. yeah I know I <laughs> heard you so many times through my headphones <laughs> but never seen your face in person so no, it's this, been great this was really nice yeah. um Ailey do you want to come over for dinner I actually could do that yeah amazing sorry Amy that's fine <laughs> right okay, well. Amy, oh by the way we're not ditching Amy she's going to meet her pal <laughs> I'm not she has other plans like purposely leaving her out see my bestie for the first time in four months she's on a study abroad shout out Meg so, yeah that's so, so exciting she's just here back for Christmas I'm so oh, excited wonderful yeah. she's been out, yeah. out there I'm not going to say what I was going to say <laughs> well thank you I was so going to say something nasty about Americans oh great shagging cousins <laughs> I, said oh, I said it I said it right well thank you so much for coming yeah, thank on thank you so much for it's having it's been me. so fun yeah bye, bye. <laughs> oh no oh no no